Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got the phone line. Uh, the phone lines open for you for the entire hour here. Anything and everything you want to talk about here on the show where you get to talk. Montana Talks, the phone number. 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. Uh, one of the things I like about taking our show out on the road, you know, just before Christmas, we got to see so many incredible folks in Malta, uh, in KMMR country, and, uh, you know, we had a, a bunch of folks reach out to us. They had concerns about too many out-of-state hunters, and they said, hey, why don't you come up to Malta and do a show from up here? And a bunch of people would love to hop on the microphone and have their concerns heard all across Montana. So I said, hey, sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. Uh, I know we got the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo right around the corner. And then right around the corner after that, the big farm expo in KATQ country in Plentywood as well. And so it's always fun to get out there and travel the state and uh, get to see our listeners uh, in person. You know, because some folks will call in, and then some folks really don't want to call in. Some folks will message us on our Montana Talks app. And then and then some pe- sometimes people will, will only tell you some things in person. And this was really funny. Uh, so uh, what was it? I think it was a year and a half ago. I was in Lewistown, and we, we were in Lewistown for the Cowboy Poetry Gathering, and and always fun. And, and so I pop into the radio station, see the great crew at the radio station there. And uh, one of the folks at the radio station, uh, I didn't ask her permission to, to, to share this, but I'm sure she'd be fine with me sharing it. So, But I, I won't use the name uh, unless she sends me an email, says it's okay. But she made a really good point. Because, you know, this, this uh, border invasion, this illegal immigrant invasion on our southern border has been going on for so long. That's why I can tell you a story from a year and a half ago. And I said something on the radio, I think it was earlier that week, where I said, I said, here, here's the deal. All these people that are breaking into this country illegally, are they coming here because they want to be free? Or are they coming here because they want to get something for free? Are they coming here to the land of the free, or are they coming to the land of free stuff? And anyway, one of our friends in Lewistown made a really good point. Aaron, stop saying that this stuff is free. It ain't free. We're paying for it. We're the ones that are paying for all of this. And it was a great point. Uh, and so so anyway, uh, that's why this news story out of Argentina caught my eye. Have you guys heard about this new Argentinian president? Javier Mille. So Javier Mille, not only has he just uh, been, you know, he's trying to fix their economy because once the socialists took over in Argentina, it just absolutely destroyed their economy. And so, so he's taking all of these government departments, these government agencies and saying, nope, this agency needs to go. Nope, that department needs to go. Nope, nope, nope. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone, right? You're all fired. And, and so that's what he's doing to save taxpayers' money. Well, wait till you hear what he has to say about the free stuff. I'll share that right after the break. Get to your calls and more. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. 
Yeah, uh, so again, going back to our, our friends in Lewistown who, who made the really good point. It's not free. We're all paying for it, uh, and we're paying for it dearly. By the way, the, what is the national debt uh, nearing $35 trillion today? Uh, we mentioned on the show yesterday that liberal Senator John Tester is the, the $27 trillion man uh, because that's how much debt has uh, accrued uh, that he has racked up since he first went to uh, Washington, D.C. nearly two decades ago. And he campaigned for office uh, against the national debt. And yet uh, now he's added $27 trillion uh, to uh, to that debt uh, right now as we speak. Uh, but anyway, back to this whole idea. There is no such thing as a free lunch. You know, and at the time, I, you know, the point I was making is that is that people are invading this country uh, for for many different reasons right now. Um, uh, but you know, you've got uh, obviously you've got some nefarious actors that are invading this country with our wide open border right now. Um, you look at uh, thousands of of Chinese nationals that are coming into this country uh when when we know that the communist chinese party has been operating secret police stations on american soil so of of course there are some bad actors that are taking advantage of our wide open southern border uh you've got people from yemen you've got people from iran you've got russians invading across our southern border uh and and and, and of course the mexican drug cartels which we've talked about at length but here's here's the other deal there's also a lot of people are saying, oh, I go to America, I can just get a bunch of free stuff. You know, free health care for all illegal aliens in, in California now. And it's not free, of course, because all the people of California have to pay for it. And, and that will, of course, impact health care costs for, for the rest of us across America, too. So there's no free lunch there either. But but the point that I made at the time was that was that they're not coming here because they want to be free many of them they're coming here because they just think that they're going to get free stuff well look at what argentinian uh president uh javier mile is doing here uh this is from stephen moore who's got the unleashed prosperity hotline he's got the uh, committee to unleash prosperity for those who don't know stephen moore was a 2016 trump economic advisor uh, in the past, he was with the Club for Growth. He was also a Wall Street Journal editorial board member. Uh, great guy, great commentator, especially when it comes to economic issues. But anyway, here's, here's what he shared in the Unleashed Prosperity Hotline newsletter that, that just came out. Argentina's newly elected president, Javier Mille, has submitted a 350-page package of economic reforms that are mostly very good ideas, ranging from privatization of all state-owned companies to electoral reform to taking away government welfare benefits from citizens who riot or illegally protest by disrupting normal commerce wouldn't that be a great idea by the way i mean look at these look at these people who are protesting the keystone xl pipeline who are violently protesting in support of the hamas terrorists who are attacking uh, Jewish people uh, in the streets of America. Yeah, imagine if 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 they could lose their welfare benefits 
and and maybe if they had to go get a job they wouldn't have so much time on their hands to be out in the streets protesting america or attacking jewish people brilliant concept right so that's one of the things that Miele uh, has implemented here uh and i guess that story comes from ambito.com uh, but but here's here's the 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 one that that stood out uh to Stephen Moore uh that, that stood out to me as well here article 209 states that no governmental body may call any state service or function free if it is paid for by taxpayers as Stephen Moore notes that that uh, Miele seems to fully understand the Milton Friedman, Friedman maxim there is no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is the headline uh, from this Argentinian news source. Nothing is free. Mele will prohibit advertising public services as free. Uh, and anyway, I just think that's great. And I thought our Lewistown friends would appreciate that as well because they're right. Nothing is free. This isn't the land of free stuff. This is the land of where you and I have to pay for it. You and I have to go to work every day to put food on the table, not just on our table, but on their table as well. It's not the land of free stuff. It's the land of them taking our stuff. It's the land of them taking our stuff and then wasting their free time in the streets of America to protest things like the Keystone XL pipeline or to riot against the police or to riot against uh, peaceful Jewish uh, citizens of America, uh, right? Uh, anyway, uh, great story there. Um, what's uh, standing out to you in the news? Give us a call, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app as well. Uh, you guys probably heard the news yesterday. Speaking of this invasion on our southern border, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and, and several uh, uh, congressional Republicans uh, made what sounds like uh, one of the largest uh, congressional delegation visits ever to our southern border. America is at a breaking point with record levels of illegal immigration. House Speaker Mike Johnson and a delegation of around 60 House Republicans in Eagle Pass, Texas, to highlight what they say is the Biden administration's dereliction of duty at the southern border. The delegation got a briefing from Texas DPS and a taste of what happens in Eagle Pass every single day. A group of men from Venezuela tried to cross illegally right in front of the House Republicans. They were repelled by razor wire deployed by the state of Texas. Razor wire the Biden administration wants to get rid of and is fighting Texas and federal court over. That's right. The one speed bump blocking this invasion on our southern border that was put in place by Texas. And Joe Biden is suing them to get the speed bump out of the This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a, a message here from Teresa, I think it is, in Bozeman. What happened to the three illegal aliens who were involved in the child trafficking arrests in Bozeman? Are they in jail or going to prison or were they released? Uh, good, good questions there from uh, good questions there from Teresa in Bozeman. Uh, yeah, so uh, for for those who who haven't heard yet, later this morning, uh, Attorney General Austin Knudsen, Governor Greg Gianforte, uh, Gallatin County Sheriff Dan Springer, the head of DCI, uh, and a couple of representatives with an organization called the Lifeguard Group are holding a uh, a big press conference to highlight the human trafficking cases. 
uh, that have now more than doubled in Montana since 2021. And and they also want to want to highlight the new laws on the books uh, that were signed into law by the governor uh, that are that are now holding some of these human traffickers accountable. Well, you remember last summer, three illegal aliens were arrested in that human trafficking sting operation. And so, yeah, that was that was kind of one question I have as well for local law enforcement is, OK, what happened to those three illegal aliens or or all of these other illegal aliens that have been arrested in the past few months in Gallatin County uh, in particular, but but potentially all across the state? Um to answer Teresa's question in part, I know the three illegal aliens were arrested. I know they they uh, were being prosecuted, uh, but I, I I don't think we've gotten the latest in terms of uh, ha, has uh, you know is the case now fully adjudicated? Have these illegal aliens been deported, or are they still going through the uh, uh, the process in the courts in Gallatin County? So, good questions, Teresa. I appreciate it. Into the phone lines we go. Anything and everything you want to talk about here on Montana Talks. Stephen in Billings, first up on the phone lines. Good to hear from you. Good morning, Aaron. Morning. Hey, this morning you, you were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the government giving away our money to uh, the illegals that are coming over here. But that's not the only ones that they're giving uh, our money away to. I just read an article just the other day. I sent you an email on it. I hope you read it. Um, that the U.S. State Department has provided a financial grant for a queer Muslim organization in India, of all places. Uh, you know, not not even you know queer people in the United States trying to get you know whatever they consider their civil rights to be, but in another country, uh, and you know a country that's a, a fair weather friend at best. Yeah, no, I did see that. In fact, I, so I'm glad you called in because uh, I, I was talking with our, our friend David Noble, who did a great job filling in for me uh, between Christmas and New Year's. And one of the shows that I want to go back and download and listen to that I missed was he did a, he did a show on the Festivus Report, where uh, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul highlights all of the wasteful spending that goes on in the federal government and some of the latest uh, wasteful spending that's been included, right? But but I thought exactly of, of this email that you sent me. In fact, I've, I've got the article in front of me here. I've had it. I've, I've been meaning to talk about it, but you, you know how it goes with, you know, you never know uh, what direction the show is going to go. This was, uh, this was a story from MSN.com. The State Department has provided financial support to a queer Muslim organization in India aiming to offer LGBTQI individuals a platform for expression uh and uh yeah so so basically you've got uh american taxpayers paying to support a a queer muslim organization in india i mean i mean we're we can't secure the southern border they won't secure the southern border we've got you know homeless veterans uh being being kicked to the curb uh, right and and yet we've we've got American tax. We're thirty five trillion dollars in debt, but American taxpayer funding is going to a queer Muslim project in India. It's insane. Yeah, and you know, speaking of, you mentioned just now thirty five trillion dollars in debt. I read an article a couple of years ago that the experts uh, say that the breaking point for the U.S. economy is thirty six trillion dollars. When we reach that. They predict that uh, things will start to fall apart. 
Well, and you talk about breaking points. Uh, you know, Jim, Jim in Malta uh, was telling us, we, we've all heard the news about how uh, truck traffic is down, you know, from shipping, over-the-road shipping, that, that the truck traffic is down, and you've seen some, some trucking companies go under. You, you, we know that some trucking companies are having some hard times right now because, uh, you know, shipping across the country has gone down pretty big. But what Jim and Malta was telling us is that rail traffic is down. The, the you know the freight going over the rail is down big time right now as well. Uh, and so I don't know if, if we've seen any specific numbers, but uh, but you know maybe maybe he was spe- speculating maybe around fifteen twenty percent. That is a massive chunk, and both of those are indicators of what's going on with the national economy. Yeah, well that, that explains why when I go to the grocery store, the the holes in the shelf seem to slowly be getting bigger. Mm. Well, that was kind of interesting. Did you notice that uh, while going Christmas shopping? I, you know, it seems like every every year when you go Christmas shopping, especially if you're somebody who's a little more last minute, like uh, some of us guys tend to be, that yeah. that there's there's always more than enough stuff that you could potentially buy, right? And yeah. what I found was interesting was how empty so many of the shelves were at some of the stores when trying to go Christmas shopping. And I wonder if if a lot of these major retailers were thinking, "Hey, we've got to we've got to weather uh, the storm ahead uh, that Biden has coming for us in 2024." So, so take advantage of of the Christmas shopping season to just sell whatever inventory you can. Don't have extra because normally they would want to have extra in stock and sell as much as they possibly could, and then they'll figure out how to how to get rid of the rest of the stuff later, right? But it, it, it yeah. seemed this was just and I'd off to check with Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal to see if she's uh, seeing any any concrete information in, uh, anywhere on this. But it seemed like instead they were taking advantage of the Christmas shopping season to nope, it just sell as much as you can, get as much as you can right now, because they are not very optimistic with, with what the Biden economy has in store for 24. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is all intentional. You know, I don't, I don't think this is a result of incompetence or mismanagement. It's intentional. Well, what, what have they been saying at the World Economic Forum, right? Uh, what have they been saying? They've been you, saying you will, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Exactly. They're like they're telling us, you will be happy no ands ifs buts or maybes you better be happy you're gonna you're gonna take it and like it so if people can't afford to own their own home or own their own property well because interest rates are too high because interest rates keep going up under the the joe biden john tester inflation if people can't uh, uh, afford just inflation period well you're less likely to then be able to own a home but again, back to your point, if, is this all intentional? Well, if, if the left's own stated goals are that you will own nothing and you will be happy, at the same time you have the Biden administration, which has been pushing a 30 by 30 initiative to take 30 percent of the land out of production, uh, it sure seems like they're, they're telling you that, they're, that they want to make it intentional, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh. All right. Well, Stephen, hey, thanks for sending that email. Yeah, I saw it come in over the holidays, and I, I made sure to, to save it for when we, we got back on the air here in the new year. But even even better to have you call in and talk about it than me just to read some story uh, off the Internet. So I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Great to hear from you. Hey, if, if you're one of those folks who's tried to call in before and, and you're like, man, I, Aaron gets so many phone calls, I'm not even going to try to call in. The phone lines are full. Well, call in right now because we got some phone lines available for you uh, if you call right now. 
800-848-0970. When it comes to our economy and when it comes to this invasion on our southern border, I really agree with former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, if you guys missed it, he was on with Sean Hannity last night. Uh, he said something that is, I think is spot on, and, and, it, and it highlights how important 2024 is. He said the United States is at a crossroads right now, a crossroads between civilization and collapse. How big are these issues going to play? The economy? Oh, oh, we need more time for Bidenomics to work. What are the issues that will define this race, especially look at law and order in this case? Well, I think law and order will be one of them in a variety of ways. First of all, Biden is not enforcing the law uh, at the border. So you have a whole question there just, you know, obeying the law. He swore an oath to obey the law, and he's not obeying the law. You have, I think, green corruption. We're going to find out billions of dollars have been stolen, much of it by people who donate to the Democratic Party. You're going to find that Washington, D.C., which, frankly, Congress should take control of, uh, just had 975 carjackings, 975 in one year. The guy you just showed on TV already had charges in two states, had a record of being violent, and frankly, shouldn't be on the street. Uh, we have, we're at a crossroads between civilization and the kind of collapse uh, which uh, will take generations to recover from if we ever do. You saw some of that on the universities where you had people openly saying, they favored terrorism. They favored genocide. Uh, those of us who believe in civilization have to stand up and firmly commit ourselves to taking this country back in a direction of law and order, of real opportunities, of people having an ability to be safe uh, and to have an ability, frankly, to pursue happiness without somebody mugging you or robbing you or carjacking you. These are all real issues. Yeah, a crossroads between civilization and collapse or uh, transformation, as uh, Barack Hussein Obama and uh, Joseph Robinette Biden would refer to it. Uh, Tom in Bozeman uh, next up. Tom, good to hear from you. Yeah, good morning, Aaron. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, kind of concerns me um, is uh, in the state of Montana, the way we let uh, these college kids vote that are not residents of the state of Montana. I mean, to be a resident, you've got to have made some affirmative efforts uh, within 30 days of arriving here to uh, establish residency, whether that is uh, obtaining a new driver's license or what have you. Um, we've got some important measures right now before the Supreme Court. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Uh, quick break, and then Tom will come right back to you right after this. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Grain futures ended 2023 significantly in the red, with corn futures suffering their biggest yearly drop in a decade. Beef and soybeans also posted steep declines in 2023 following bumper harvest in Brazil and resilient Black Sea trade. The most active corn contract was down 31% in 2023, while wheat was down 21% and soybeans were down 15%. The Department of Agriculture expects soybean acres to increase in 2024 with the November World Ag Spine Demand Estimates report predicting that U.S. farmers will plant 87 million acres of soybeans. 
while corn acres are expected to be at 91 million acres, which is a decrease of 3.9 million acres from last year. Military veterans interested in agriculture are invited to attend a series of on-farm and virtual workshops highlighting farm stores on-site and off-site in an agritourism workshop. The course is free for active military service members and military veterans. Hosted by the Center for Rural Affairs, the 11-session series called Agritourism Through Farm Stores starts February 19th and runs through August. Again, this is both an in-person or a virtual opportunity to learn about agritourism. For more information and to enroll in the free session for military veterans or active duty military individuals, visit the Center for Rural Affairs online. I'm Lane Nord. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, back to Tom and Bozeman here on the phone lines. Tom, you were talking about, you know, the thousands of college students, the thousands of out-of-state college students, you know, come here for college, UM, MSU, and then they vote in the elections. They get heavily recruited to vote in the elections. And uh, and you were saying there's some key issues of, before the, the Supreme Court right now. Right, right. Well... Jim Brown the other day mentioned he won just about every county except he got crushed in Gallatin County and Missoula County, and that's all of these you know students who are, are encouraged by their liberal professors to hey you could vote in Montana. My kids went to school in Ohio and Virginia. They voted absentee because they were Ohio, Montana residents. They voted here. You know, not in another state. They weren't a resident of the other state. Um, Ohio, about 15 years ago, passed same-day registration and voting, and it was a fiasco. Um, uh, elections were getting skewered by people who were not residents, and uh, it went to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, and in a brilliant opinion, the judges, their majority of the judges said, this same-day registration and voting just doesn't work. Um, it doesn't pass federal constitutional muster because, as Thurgood Marshall said, this, uh, you know, you, you register and vote in the same day. The Secretary of State has no opportunity to check whether or not you're validly a resident. But this, this issue is before the Supreme Court uh, of Montana. And interestingly, uh, on a very similar issue, the Idaho Supreme Court has just um, upheld all of these uh, regulations, reasonable regulations, that are trying to preclude uh, non-residents from voting in elections in Montana. So, you know, I hope to God that, uh, uh, you know, a sister state has got a little common sense. Um, the Montana Supreme Court uh, exercises a little common sense. I'm praying for it, but I, 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 I'm not a real confident of it. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, uh, yeah, yeah, def- especially with the, the left-wing mob that is in charge of the Montana Supreme Court right now. They're, I mean, they're basically an arm of of one political party, unfortunately. Uh, it, the whole argument, it, it's so laughable, the claims that are made in support of same-day registration and same-day registration, same-day voting of the, of the registration. They'll claim, oh, 
people who want to do away with same-day registration are making it harder for people with disabilities. They're making it harder for Native Americans. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, what? Uh, that's it's so absurd it's like well, wait a minute if i'm a senior citizen and maybe i have health issues or I, I don't know do i want to be standing in line for four or five hours to vote of course not but what does this same day registration mess do it's done just that where people in great falls over the years people in kalispell over the years uh it, it, all across the state They've been stuck waiting in several hours long lines because of this last minute rush of same day registration that usually these dark money groups are are shuttling to the polls. And 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 so so, again, if, if you're, you know, have a disability or you're a senior citizen, what's harder registering 364 other days out of the year? Or standing in line for four hours? Uh, I think we all know the obvious answer to that one. Tom, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Next up, let's go to Susan in Missoula. Susan, always great to hear from you. Well, there are two points that I want to make. First of all, I think Republicans need to recognize that we are no longer going to have just one election day like we always have had. We need to make sure that we collect legitimate ballots from people if there's going to be the option of mail-in and make sure that those ballots get collected early and we need to turn them in. We need to quit standing on our laurels of the, the fact that we're going to celebrate Election Day, which I personally celebrate, but gone are the days of a traditional election day, sadly. And this was caused directly because of China virus. And no, it's not COVID. It's China virus. Or, or the, or as the, the Chinese themselves would refer to it, they called it the woohoo flu. But if you called it the China virus, you were a racist, even though the Chinese themselves called it the woohoo flu because they knew exactly where it came from, the Wuhan yeah. province. Yeah. But the other point that I wanted to make is that I think anybody who owns property along any of our borders should have the right to start shooting anybody that is invading their personal property, which is being destroyed. And I think that the the Texas governor is doing exactly what he should be doing um, in enforcing federal law he actually is enforcing federal law and our president is not and the one senator in the state of montana that sides with biden 97 percent of the time is john tester and i think it's humorous that he makes it sound like he wants to strengthen our border when 97 percent of the time he agrees with everything, including porous borders. When I call their office, when I email them, um, all he does is give a double talk. Yeah. He has no intention of strengthening our borders. And I think everyone listening on this radio, the, they need to 
start emailing very politely, but emailing him and questioning him. And that's why I support well, him. And then, of course, you know, oh, yeah, you support Sheehy for Senate. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you heard our, our chats with uh, with John Brennan and Greg Franks, but, you know, I've been hearing it from other uh, Rosendale supporters across the state, Francis and Big Fork. Uh, you know, they, they've been saying, hey, we, we want Matt to stay in the house, stay in the fight there and, and let somebody else yep. take, a, take, the, take the shot at Tester this time. Well, and he's not getting the financial backing. He knows he's not. And he has, I would say, a very strong shoe-in ability in the House of Representatives if he stays there. And he he did poorly when he ran against Tester because we had a libertarian. And um, actually, I don't think Tester really has ever done very well except because he had a libertarian in the race. But it is really important for everybody to get out and vote. And do not wait until Election Day to vote. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to vote early, please do so. I always vote the second that I get my ballot. And encourage your friends to get out, uh, even offer to drive them uh, uh, to, the, to, the, uh, to the voting booth if that's, if that's what they need, if they need a ride. Yeah, you, you can't wait till the last minute, uh, it, especially going back to that sense of urgency that former Speaker Gingrich communicated there. Susan, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Uh, 406-294-0970 is the number if you got something you want to talk about. Jason in Polson next up. Jason, thanks for the call. Hi, good morning, Aaron. Morning. I just wanted to bring up another topic. I know we've covered this quite a bit, but I think that it's probably one of our number one topics as a society. And it's not really Republican, Democrat, or Libertarian. Um, it's it's a it's what creates a, a functioning, healthy society, and that's truth. So when we establish truth, it gives us a basis to. Uh, to decide what's right and wrong and, and how to make our decisions. And the transgender ideology defies truth and because they believe there's no such thing as truth that can be one's own truth can be determined by each individual, and that's not true. So there's no such thing as a transgender male or female. There's only a God-created male and a God-created female. And to lie or a bare false witness is a sin and claiming to be something that you're not is a lie. Acknowledging or supporting something that is not true is also a lie. And there's never been a society in the history of the world that has ever survived after they accepted an untruth as truth. And this ideology comes from the pit of hell and is pure evil. And we must protect our children, our families, and our country from this destruction. It's cultural Marxism, yeah. It's a, you know, whenever I hear a so-called journalist refer to a man as a as a she or as a her it's like you are not a journalist you are lying right now you are lying and look i, I get it like if if you know I, I don't expect somebody else to accept my truth um but I, but what they want to do is force you to accept a lie you have to go with their lie. That's what they're trying to force people to do right now. And look, obviously, you're a man of faith. Uh, uh, most of our listeners are, are people of faith. But look, even if, even if you're an atheist, there's a simple fact of male versus female. And 
And if you're a journalist who, or somebody who claims to be a journalist and, and you call a, a he, a she, you are lying. You are not basing your journalism on facts. You are a propaganda machine, if you ask me. All right, hold that thought. Back to your calls next. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got some phone lines open for you right now. If you got something you want to talk about, 406 294 And I'm going to get to Clayton in Billings here in just a second. You, you never know what we're going to talk about on the show, uh, you know, because even if I even if I had a game plan and said, we're going to talk about this. Well, then we open up the phone lines and you never know what direction the show is going to go in. Uh, so uh, so yesterday after the show wrapped up, I, I put together a little promo for today's show and I said, well, hey, we're going to have the phone lines open. But, you know, one thing we could talk about are any are, are some of the new laws uh, that took effect starting January 1st. Uh, there's a whole list of, of new laws that just took effect here in Montana uh, in 2024. Uh, God, probably at least a dozen or so of them, maybe even two dozen. Um, let's see, a few that, that stood out to me. There's, uh, there's uh, HB 263, revising insurance coverage for prescription eyedrop refills. House Bill 439, this one looks interesting creates a GVW fee for electric vehicles and hybrids being permanently registered. It looks like that's a way to try to get some of the EV owners to to pay for some of the road construction that they're driving on as well. Uh, Let's see. There was another bill, HB 612, revising insurance requirements for diabetes self-management uh, and, and then one of the big ones, uh, Senate Bill, uh, part of Senate Bill 104, uh, exempting retired military pensions from state income tax. That uh, parts of that bill went into effect on January 1st. So that was the one that, that stood out to me. Uh, back in the phone lines we go. We've got Clayton in Billings. Clayton, what's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Aaron. Morning. Uh, enjoy your show. You well, know, thank when you. I can't, when I can't hear it in the morning. I catch your other hours on the podcast in the afternoon between Bongino and Levin. But my question is, um, I want to hear your opinion about the Epstein uh, pedophile list and why are they bringing it up and who is bringing it up, you know, now. Well, I, I wish it was a list. I wish we had a list of all the people who flew on the plane, who went to the island. We had the full list. Um, this latest batch of documents, I mean, certainly the most damaging information that came out involves former President Bill Clinton, who who uh, was on the airplane. And then some of the remarks of, that he made, apparently, according to one of the victims, uh, that's the most damaging. Um, but uh, yeah, But what do you think so far of what's come out? Well, uh, I'm not sure if it's the Republicans are bringing it up or, or the, the Democrats, you know. Um, um, it's definitely not the DOJ, you know, so 
Yeah. Well, one of the you know they've certainly been dragging their feet on this. Why is it taking so long? I mean, man, they'll uh, you know they'll right. send the SWAT team uh, in against uh, peaceful uh, Catholics, or, right, or peaceful pro-life protesters, but but yet hmm, somehow we still don't have a list of of uh, the people who were working with Epstein. Uh, uh, and and the child sex trafficking that went on it's just uh it's just outrageous I'd like to give a shout out to the last caller too that's a I'll give him a big amen on his comments you know yeah all right well Clayton thanks for the call great to hear from you hey Enjoy your show. All right. Thank you very much. Well, we enjoy the phone calls. That's what really makes the show is getting a chance to hear from you. You know, we can we can hear talking heads uh, on TV and on the radio kind of all day long, right? Government officials. and But uh, this is a show where everyday Montanans get a chance to be heard. That's what makes it so great. Barbara in Kalispell next up, listening to KJJR. Barbara, what's on your mind? Yes, I'd like to know who pays all these people to call. I get up to 20 calls a day. Uh, for you can get this free from the government, not free from the government. And I tell them, no, thank you, uh, I'm fine. And it's not free. Taxpayers have to pay for it. So I would like someone to look into who is paying these people. I mean, it goes on day after day, week after week. Mm, good point. 20 it- so, or so calls a day. That's a lot of calls and a lot of pages from somebody, you know. Because they're getting paid by giving this stuff to you that we, the taxpayers, yeah. had to pay for in the first place. Is it medical related or or just all sorts of all sorts of stuff? Oh, it can be all sorts of things. It can be medical related. It can be uh, quote unquote free money. Uh, none of it's free. Taxpayers pay for all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, you know. And if we break our currency, we're going to really know we've been somewhere. If you look back through history, it has happened. So you like what Javier Mille is doing down in Argentina. He's banning government folks from telling people, uh, from marketing uh, government services as free. Because it's not free. Uh, somebody had no. to pay for it. We had to pay for it. Yes. And I think we need to remind our citizens. And like I said, I'd like to find out who's paying the people to make these 20 calls or so a day. It goes on for weeks. I finally just don't answer my phone because none of it's personal calls. Yeah. No, it's, that's the best approach. People to make all the calls, you know. I suspect it's probably similar to like some of the Medicaid fraud that goes on. So uh, I remember, uh, oh, where was it? we're in Miles City, I think it was uh, one buck and horse sale, and there, there was a lady who does senior services in eastern montana and she came in and 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 wanted to give an update on on fraud medicaid fraud some of these companies what they were literally doing is sending they didn't even wait for you to answer their phone call they would ship the medical equipment to your doorstep even if you didn't need it they would ship it to you and if you didn't return it the government was going to pay for it anyway so straight up fraud these phone calls sound like the exact same thing basically uh, where where they they know they're going to get a check from the government, so they're trying to force this stuff on people. Anyway, thanks for the call.